Welcome to the Fandom Meta Show with your host, Anthony Ergo, aka Ruin the Man Baby. Today's guest is a big personality within the Fandom Mess. I'm sure you'll have seen her if you've been on Twitter. Uh, she is uh, known as Stephanie Kenobi, goes by the Twitter handle Yogi by the Fly. She is also a part of the social media team for Geeks and Gamers and a moderator for Geeks and Gamers. Today's guest is Stephanie B. Welcome to the Fandom Menace Show, Stephanie. Thank you, Ruin. I'm happy to be here, although I'm anxious, but I am going to power through for you. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be anxious. <laughs> You're in the presence of a director genius such as me. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll hear more from Ruin later on. But uh, okay, yeah. Look, I'm I'm so pleased we got you on this because um, you know, I'm I'm trying to work my way around some of uh, my favorite people in the fandom menace and you, you're oh. just one of the names which popped out because all the time i've been tweeting away through <laughs> johnson i always see you popping up on twitter so how how long have you been tweeting as stephanie kenobi and what i'm interested in is how did it all start for you the, the whole fandom menace and being involved in this community oh okay well um i think i've been on twitter since like 2010 but I did not really actively do much with it. I just had it because everybody had it. And um, I made a comment on a G&G &G, uh, video. And I guess Jeremy thought, hey, I wanted to kind of highlight that. And would it be, he contacted me on Twitter and he said, is it all right if I use your comment you made on my Twitter? I was like, sure. So he kind of used it for a... Um, a video and then I just kind of started watching people interacting that it wasn't really even the fandom menace at that time everybody yeah. was just kind of in the same I guess in the same boat after TLJ so I just decided hey I want to get back and just see what this community's about and I just stuck around and I'm happy that I did because I've found a lot of like like-minded people that are very very I mean everybody's rich in their history of it I might not be as good as some so I learned from it and it's been really a pretty pleasant journey aside from trolls everything else is a-okay <laughs> yeah so look this is my question for you how does it feel yeah. to be called a man baby <laughs> because you know we, <laughs> right? we we get we get labeled as being this uh you know this stereotypical you know 40 year old white male in in your basement <laughs> but uh, you don't fit that profile at all so you know how does it feel yeah. when you hear the, these uh Lucasfilm and Disney bods uh calling your names like man baby because it really doesn't apply in your case does it no and i've also <laughs> gotten to it with someone about that because of the fact that they feel like you know they don't take into account that there are going to be women there are going to be women of color they're going to be just different types of uh people that want to i guess be involved with star wars because they've loved it and then they get discounted because they're not 40-year-old white males in their mother's basements. And in Texas, there aren't basements. You have to build those in your home. They don't just come with. So that's why I always said, well, duh. I mean, that doesn't apply to me. But, you know, you just roll with it. And I've gotten to some Twitter spats or YouTube comments spats about that. But, you know, I, I don't mind. It's just... I mean, it's life. <laughs> yeah, we th th there's always the trolls and the haters, and we often get labelled as that. But I've always said it: as long as I've been involved in this community, um, and really, it, it was since you know the fallout from the Last Jedi, I've yeah. just seen a community that's really supportive, really friendly. The interaction within our community is fantastic. Yeah, we have fun, and we make fun of some of the stupid things that come out of disney lucasfilm but it's never personal I, I don't see it crossing the line i'm sure it, it occasionally does with some people but not the people i interact with and uh it's just great and I, I, we were just chatting before we we went live on the podcast about mm -hmm. how just naturally diverse this community is you know we've got people from all over the globe all different backgrounds all different yeah. accents i mean right now we've got my <laughs> northern english accent meets your southern texan accent hi um, and, and it's great <laughs> yeah and where else okay 
we wouldn't have met otherwise. No, this I is mean, it. That's no why way. this is why this is a really cool thing. And I really feel like I don't want to say that there's another side and then there's a fandom menace side, but it doesn't seem like the people that aren't in our I don't want to say bubble, that the other people they seem to just want to argue and attack and be nasty. And over here, it's more like, hey, we're fun. We have cheeky shenanigans. It's, you know, let's roll with it and, and make something better. But I, I don't see that from the other quote, I guess it would be the other side. I don't, I hate saying that, but there is a side. So, there is, but, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there is. And it, it's, it's a shame that that's the case. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I really wish that the fan base wasn't divided but we we know that it is and we know why it is and we'll get into that i'm sure but you're right i think you know i think the the easiest way to divide the two halves of the fandom is i just think they're so afraid to have fun on the other side i think (laughs) they're walking on eggshells they're afraid to say anything that may offend anyone whereas i just think we're, we're so relaxed over here and we can all we can all have fun and we can all have different opinions whereas on the other side of the fandom, you all have to have the same opinion. Otherwise, you'll find yourself shut out from that group. So, exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be on the uh, the fandom menace side of, of the fandom. Same. But, uh, same for I, me. I, good, good. Um, <laughs> so, I'm interested then. What's your background with Star Wars? Where did it all start for you? My background, like, I've got uh, three brothers. And they're oh. very, they're all older. I'm the baby. And they always watched it. And of course, you know, you want to do what they do because they're cool and older and they would show it to me. And I was like, at first I didn't really, I just thought it was, it looked cool. But then when I could really understand it, I spoke about this, I think, I don't remember when it was, but it's out there somewhere. Um, my, my parents got divorced when I was little. I remember watching, you know, the part where uh, Luke, it, he's looking out. And he's seen the two moons of Tatooine and he's, yeah. Anyways, he was moving, you know, he was being taken away from something he's known. And, you know, we had to move into a different house. I had to move to a different school. I had Mm. to have new friends and kind of re, I guess, redo my life. And it was kind of like, I understood that. And for some reason that just spoke to me and I said, you know what? I can be like that. I can do that. And Luke is not even my favorite character. I'm a Darth Vader girl. I love Kenobi too. But still, I mean, his whole arc where he comes from good to bad to good, that's just beautiful because it's, he's learning. You, you, you know, you assess, you adapt and you overcome. And so that's kind of how I felt with Luke. And so I just loved it ever since then when I just made that connection and I said, you know, I, this is going to be my thing. And <laughs> there it was. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful story. I love that you can pinpoint the exact scene almost in the movie where you really fell in love with it, I guess. And yeah. what's, what's really interesting for me is that you made that connection with the character of Luke, because it really frustrates me when people say, Oh, we, you know, we need to have, people of certain genders or certain ethnicities or mm-hmm. you know blah 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 so yeah. that other people can relate to them but you don't relate to someone on their physical appearance you relate to them on a personality level and you obviously right. connected with Luke in that moment like you say where he you know he's staring out to the twin sons <laughs> and it's there's no dialogue it's just him staring out but it says so much in that one scene doesn't it exactly um, but it's great it that was... you have that connection Yeah, and that's how I kind of felt whenever I found the fandom menace or when I found that community or just kind of got tossed in there. I just thought, you know, I can I can be here and I can even none of my girlfriends really like space movies. And I think it's just because I was raised around boys, maybe. And that's just something that I liked, you know, and, you know, I had a Barbie, but I also I had an Ewok treehouse. I oh, love yeah. my, I, yes, and my mom threw it away. Uh, I saved one one of the uh, Ewoks, and it was a woman, and she has the little basket with a little baby in it, 
and I still have that little baby and it is so tiny, but I still have it. <laughs> Anyways, I just, you know, as a, I guess as a woman, you just don't find a lot of other women until I got in the fandom menace that liked the same thing. It was, it was really cool to connect with a lot of the girls in it that they get it. And finally I can say, I don't even have to explain to you. You just get it. And when you said that about connecting on a personal level with Luke, I never really saw him as being a, a, a white guy. You know, I was like, that's just, I get that, that yeah. sadness that you're feeling. You're feeling torn. You want to move, but you don't want to move. And, you know, you can't stay, but you, you know, it just hurts sometimes to feel that, that, that torn, you know, kind of feeling, but it, it just, that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> so sorry for so, babbling. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love the, the, the passion that you've got for it. So what I'm really interested in is thinking about Luke and then how he's, <laughs> how he's portrayed in the Disney films, because probably one of the biggest gripes is obviously in the force awakens. We didn't really get to see anything of Luke, apart from a very yeah. fleeting final scene, but the portrayal <laughs> in the last Jedi. So, you know, going from this, lost farm boy and then the journey took through the three original movies which was an incredible arc and people say what they want uh, but what a story you know the the, the adversity yeah. and and the battles with Darth Vader and losing the hand and then coming back in return of the Jedi being this powerful Jedi figure what a story so what did you make of the Luke in The Last Jedi? Pretty much broke my heart I'll tell you literally I was sitting in the seat after it was over and I thought, am I being punked or am I in the right theater? Because I think this movie is not the movie. And I sat there for a good 15 minutes just going, this didn't just happen. And other people were clapping and some people were looking strange, like at me, like, did you see the same thing? <laughs> Everyone seemed a little bit like off. And so I was just, I had no idea why it was, the character was like watching another person. I thought, this is, that's Luke. That's Mark Hamill. Yes, I get that. But that's not him. And there is no way he would try to kill his nephew. He would die for him. He would literally, if there had bullets, take the bullet for him. And it's almost like I can't even speak on it because it just was a different person. And the whole, when he received his lightsaber from Ray and he tossed it. I actually thought, did that like, I looked around like, did y'all see that too? And people <laughs> were just like, what yeah. you threw it away. And I still don't even know how the, the bug eyed lady had the daggum thing. We never got an explanation. Mas how did you, it, yeah. yes. How did you have that? And why did, what? Sorry. Well, yeah, no, you, you know that that's a really good point because I've I've often defended the Force Awakens because I I actually like that movie until they made the Last Jedi, which has ruined it for me now. But you're right to pick on that <laughs> that one scene where Maz Kanata says to I think it's Ray, she says, "Oh, it, it's a story for another time," and it's such right. bad such bad writing to just kind of you know, push it to the side and say, well, we're, we're not really going to explain how this strange creature ended up with a lightsaber, but just to accept that she's got it. Yes. Yeah, that was a real flaw, I thought, in The Force Awakens. But everything Agreed. you just said about Luke, I mean, I had a very similar experience in the movie. I, I think I actually yeah. laughed, but it was kind of an instinctive kind of, did that just happen? Laugh, you know, yes. it wasn't a, I didn't find it hilarious. I just kind of thought, surely not. And you're right, <laughs> some people were kind of laughing, were staring at each other, and we just couldn't really believe it happened. And then what you've just said is exactly what Mark Hamill said. So Mark Hamill actually said he had to assume that this was a, a different Luke, or, or rather a, a Jake Skywalker, as he called yeah. it. You know, he had to imagine it as a as a different character to, to be able to give that performance. And that says a lot, you know, it shouldn't, you know, we often hear from the, the defenders, if you like, that, um, oh, well, people change over 20, 30 years. But I don't think their core values change. You know, who they are deep inside doesn't change. And you're so right. He would never have 
drawn his lightsaber and uh, you know whether, whether he would have struck Kylo down or not. That just that's just not the Luke we know. It, this isn't the guy who put himself out there, laid down his lightsaber, and was prepared to sacrifice himself for his father. And then exactly. we see that we see the same guy trying to murder his nephew. It just doesn't add up, and I don't it's, think I'll ever accept that. I'm with you on that, and I the whole. It's just a big hole in the middle of Star Wars, and I don't think it really can ever really be filled again. It's almost like they had a chance to kind of come back and maybe, uh, oh, okay, we made a mistake. We're trying to do this, and we're trying to do that, and we, we, we screwed up, but let's make it right. And they're either too prideful, or it's going to cost too much money, or whatever. It's just never going to happen. And one of the really most painful things that I that I saw in that movie was when he just went chewy and he didn't really have like a, a feeling that Han had passed. Did you did you ever notice that he never yeah. went, oh, there's a disturbance or, oh, I felt something, nothing. It was like, oh, yeah, OK, well, he's gone. There was a hard cut from Luke asking, where's Han? And then it just cuts away. We don't get okay. that. And we don't get that reaction. And and you, you're right. This is this is the passing of his best friend, someone who's been friend. on so many adventures with, yes. uh, someone he's fought alongside. He, he's he's died. He's gone. And we don't get to see that reaction. And Mark Hamill is such a fantastic actor. I think he could have he could have given us a great scene where you know you see the torture in his face and and you yes. know how heartbroken he is to hear about Han. We didn't get that. Instead, Ryan Johnson thought it's more important to, to, to give us dad jokes and, and half an hour of CGI Canto bite. But anyway, we are, we are going down the uh, the rabbit hole of The Last Jedi, but it's, it's all good. I it's, uh, <laughs> but I want to go back to, because you mentioned a couple of things, and I want to go back to oh, uh, Darth Vader, because you mentioned okay. Darth Vader was your favorite character. So was that from the originals or, or was that from the prequels or even was it both? I mean, did you, did you like that backstory with Anakin? Um, it's from the originals. And the reason mm. why there's another like deep meaning for that. Okay. James Earl Jones. I don't know if you know this, but you might, he was once a stutterer and so he had a speech impediment. I, never I knew that. when I was little, I had a stutter. i I had to go oh. to speech therapy classes. I had to kind of learn. And a lot of, sometimes people would tease me. And it usually happens. Like, I'm surprised I haven't done it yet. But I, you know, if I get real anxious, it'll come out. And it's very, like, you learn how to control it. Yeah. And we were at the speech therapy office. Of course, I'm, like, acting like a baby. I don't want to be here. Blah. And I look <laughs> around the wall, and I see it's a picture of James Earl Jones. And it's the background of the beginning credits with all the space sparkles, you know, the stars. And it says, it said something to the effect about do your work, learn to slow down and you too can speak well. And he's got that voice. It's like a booming. I mean, it's better than Morgan Freeman's to my, I mean, the way I feel, but anyways, so it was giving kids in the office encouragement. And I go, that is awesome. And my brother was like, Steph, do you realize that that's Darth Vader? I said, what? I didn't know that. And I go, wait, wait, pump the brakes. That? Oh. And then he explained to me that the other man was a different man in the suit, but this was the voice. And I was like, and then I thought, he's overcome to speak like that. I can do it. So there's my Luke story and there's my Darth Vader story. And I just I'll never forget that day in the office when I saw that poster and I thought he was like me. So one day I could at least speak normal, you know, and so there's that. <laughs> wow, what a fantastic yeah. story. And and I never knew that. I never knew that about James Earl Jones. And it's mm-hmm. that's so interesting that one of the great voices of movies actually had to overcome this this stutter. That's yep. amazing. Wow. And I and it's sometimes it'll come out like if I cry or if I get upset or something like that. But most of the time, you know, I've got it under control. But it it was just something like uh, one more thing that Star Wars became a part of my life. And 
and when you see it kind of messed with and 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 destroyed and basically burned to ashes it's it's upsetting but i'll never forget that that's going to be with me forever <laughs> I think what th what this highlights, and I'm I'm so glad you're sharing these stories, like you, 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 your connection with Luke, and then this this background with uh, the connection with James L. Jones in the background there, yeah. because <laughs> I, what I, what I hope it highlights, and I'm sure that the other half of the fandom won't listen to this, which is a shame, but oh. uh, and I'm I'm certainly willing to invite some of them on, I, I you know, and I hope we can do that, but. What it highlights is why this means so much to us, because I don't yes. think they truly understand. I th you often hear, "Oh, it's it's just a movie. It's just a space movie about you know about wizards. It's uh, it's a movie for children." <laughs> we hear all this all the time, don't we? You know, it's. But yes. I don't think they understand. I mean, from my point of view. I've known Star Wars my whole life. I grew up with it. I was born the mm -hmm. year the first movie came out. I, I, my whole childhood was was the toys you mentioned. I had the Ewok Village as well. You'd be pleased to yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> I had that. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I grew up with it. And then going into kind of my later teens, the the um, the prequels. So we had those mm -hmm. movies. So this this is a this is a lifelong thing. This is decades of living with something. And even when there was there wasn't much Star Wars content about, there were still books and the EU and, and and the comics and so on. But you know, it was always still a big part of my life. I I couldn't tell you how many times I've rewatched the movie. So I don't think Me people too. understand how much it means to us. And I, I I think if they did, they could understand how upset we are when you know, when right. it, it's it's really treated with disrespect. Oh, right. There we go. And I think I think that's part of what's kind of wrong with society. There's not a lot of ties to things. Everybody wants to be so cool and I don't need anybody and I don't need anything. And, you know, I don't have a touchstone, but I do. And I think that Star Wars for me is my touchstone it would always make me feel better if i ever got sick i'd put it on yeah. you know you stay home from school it was all cool and i don't know i just think that a lot of times the way that people just kind of say they don't care or it's just a movie there's something that they care about and if they would relate it to what we care about then they'd see oh i get it the connection got it but they don't or they do and they just don't care and they're just they want it to be destroyed. So I don't know why, but yeah, so. who knows? Well, yeah. may, maybe I can get one of them on here and we can, um, you know, we, we can talk about it. I'd love to do that. But let me give you a little insight because we, we've mentioned it a couple of times about the, the sure. Ewoks and the, the Ewok village. So I, I had yeah. that, that toy as, as a child, uh, uh, one of my favorites actually. And I was speaking to Stephen Wayne, uh -huh. the, the artist guy, really good guy. Yes. He, we both have the same fav favorite film, which is Return of the Jedi. Um, oh. So what about you? Which was out the originals? Which was the film that you kind of, you know? Empire. Was, it was Empire. <laughs> oh, you yes. class act. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was it about oh, Empire sorry. then that uh, really drew you in? I think it, <laughs> I just, uh, this sounds so bad, but I love, I, I guess I like the bad guy. I, you know, <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds kind of bad, but I just, I, I feel like when I can't really have a favorite of the original trilogy, like I have a favorite, but I don't like, it's like you love yeah. your children all, oh, yeah. you know, I don't have any kids, but I, I mean, my, my mom would say there is no favorite when she knows it's me, but you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's kind of like that. But if you want to go into prequels, I, I loved the prequels. I mean, right. I, I can't, I, I, there's not one bit of it that I dislike. Even Jar Jar. I was a fan. Everybody told me you're a dork. You're stupid. That's <laughs> dumb. And I'm like, no, I get Jar Jar. Actually, I am him. I'm going to be in the scene and muck it up. And somebody's <laughs> going to be like, shut up. Steph. <laughs> but anyways, but Empire, I don't know. It just makes me happy. That's the one it, I would watch the most. <laughs> it, 
Well, it's you know I I always say Return of the Jedi is my favorite film, but Empire is the best yeah. film. You know I'm I can have a favorite, but I can also recognize that look, Empire is by far the the best movie. It was the the best made, the best written, and yeah. I love that downbeat that that ending. You know where the, mm-hmm. the good guys have been beaten, and you're right. It's it's really that's a movie for the bad guys. That's the one where the Empire really come out on top and uh yeah it's a great Darth Vader movie and I know I know you're a massive Darth Vader fan. I have to tell you a quick little story about Rogue One. Oh please Liter- do. Literally in the theater I'm watching it and I was like yeah, kind of good. I love uh I can't say his name but the monk. I love the blind monk. I loved his uh teammate. You know, I liked certain characters in it. But when he showed up. I was in a trance staring at the screen and he said, prepare a boarding party. I was like, if I was a dude, I would be like, if I had a chick by me, I'd be like, you're going to kiss me now, girl. I was just like, yeah, I was all like, this is what it feels like. I was so excited and people were looking at me and I mean, literally, I was like about to come out of my chair and then he just starts just slaying people left and right i'm like that's it there you go and that was giving me hope that this is where we were going with this and we were going to get little snippets of things from long ago to fill in blanks and now we have just a total big black hole where there you go sorry (laughs) no you know i i totally agree on rogue one um and and in particular the darth vader scene and i know this 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 is a scene which some people disagree on because I've heard comments, and this is from within the fandom menace, that um, not everyone likes that scene. They feel it's it's a bit of fan service. They feel as though, well, would Darth Vader really fight like that? And then his next appearance when he's he's boarded Leia's ship, he's a lot kind of stiffer and more rigid. I disagree. I actually think that scene was fantastic the way they shot it. He's not... What he's doing in his movements, I think, is is really realistic. He's he's just walking along that corridor. Corridor. It's so menacing. Yes. It's dark. You've got the mist coming up, and everything he's doing, it's it's in the wrist. He's not spinning around or performing somersaults or doing anything ridiculous. Yes. It's all s- small wrist movements. It's very samurai-like, actually. Yes, and yes, I, yes. I, I thought it was a brilliantly shot scene, and. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I've always thought the great thing about Darth Vader, and I'm a huge fan of Darth Vader as well. Yeah. I think he's one of the, the best uh, villains ever written. I, I truly believe that. He's, he's, he's menacing. He's got that, you know, he, he's, he's imposing physically, you know, the voice, the breathing, you know, the black yeah. shiny armor, everything about him. But then we've got this this backstory to him and this other side to him, you know, this, you really see it obviously in return of the Jedi where he becomes torn, you know, he's right. Luke, Luke can see the struggle within him. And I just think, wow, what an amazing character. And yeah, fr- frightened. I do get it. I totally get it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think when, when you do get it, it makes the fall that much harder, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah it's, um, but it's it's great, you know. We, we've always got the the originals and the prequels. I wasn't exactly. such a fan of the prequels, if I'm honest. I'm glad okay. you were, and it, it's it's great to hear someone who's a George R fan. You meet very yeah. few George R fans, but I I understand how you relate to him because he was this kind of you know dork, uh, clumsy. I was totally, yeah. Yes, he, uh, you can call me. Hey, I own it. I <laughs> I own my clumsy. I own my sometimes the things that I say. They may not like. In my head, they sound good, but when they come out, it's like, no. But I totally, I think your explanation or your description of how he's, you know, the small wrist movements, it was all business. And I get that. He was at work. He's like, yeah, you're in my way. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to, yep, you go. Yep, you go. And, you know, I'm going to keep going forward. I think that's awesome. It's just, it's elegant. It's, it's. and here's a question for you which i think i know the answer to were you rooting for darth vader in that scene or were you rooting for the The resistance yeah yeah no i'm rooting for him yeah me too but um i just this the way that he said that he's gonna 
you know, get on the ship and I got to do my work, you know, and I, I know it sounds terrible. It's not like I want somebody to be hurt, but it was just, he's singular in his thought process at that time. And it just makes sense. I mean, he can't go over there and go, Hey, can you give me this? I need it. Okay. Thanks. I mean, he's got to do work and Hey, I appreciate that. (laughs) You know, again, we're often in the fandom menace described as haters and we reject all the Disney stuff. It's not true because I did originally enjoy the force awakens and I was, I was looking forward to what would follow it. And at that point I was hopeful. Of course we were let down, but I, I really enjoyed Rogue One. I thought, and, and on reflection now, I think Rogue One is the best thing Disney have produced. Uh, I would rank it higher Agreed. than The Force Awakens. Agreed. The Force Awakens, of course, was a new hope in a disguise, yeah. but it made it made me go out and I purchased a. Oh gosh, I hate that. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I bought a BB-8. <laughs> no. And now, yes. <laughs> I went to <laughs> I can't Stephanie. I it. You've got to hand back your fandom menace card. We can. We can't. I know, right? <laughs> I cannot believe, and you know, I can't even get rid of it on eBay. Like I tried. <laughs> I've tried. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I mean, I was so hyped for that movie. Like I was like. I saw it like four or five times and like someone said, Hey, did you see? Yeah. You want to talk about it? Okay. Let's talk. Blah, 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 blah. And now it's like a dud. I haven't watched it again. I, I don't know if I can. I can. And I didn't see solo. So oh, I have really? no idea. Yes. And at the time wow. I don't have, I don't have Netflix anymore, but at the time it was on Netflix after it, was released and i just kept going past it i was like yeah i'm not gonna watch that so you're you're my second guest on this show who is, has not even seen solo Stephen wayne was the same and he actually had netflix and he just had zero interest in in that's, watching the movie that's um, how i was i didn't even downvote it i just would go past it i was just like can't even nope and i really like amelia clark I yeah. like her. She seems like you could, she could come over to my house and she'd be like, Hey, Hey, you know, Hey, how's it going? You know, just be real relaxed and quote normal. But I was like, I can't even watch this for you because it's painful. So I'm not. <laughs> and, and isn't that, mm-hmm. a, isn't that a big reflection on where we are with Star mm-hmm. Wars? Because mm-hmm. when you've got hardcore fans like yourself, like Steven, who, basically got no interest in a star wars movie does doesn't that mm-hmm. say a lot about the the product that the the creating and and the content and the quality of it and that's a wow. real that's a real statement that i think i always think you know is when you've got a big portion of the fan base who just don't care anymore because the garbage you're, you're producing it's a really bad sign so yeah. while we're, while we're talking disney where do you stand with episode eight? We are now a hundred days out from it. Actually, I noticed there's some tweets going around uh, uh, last 24 hours. We are a hundred days away from the release of episode nine. Do you mm-hmm. have any hope that it can, that JJ can pull something out of the bag? Where, where do you stand? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All. He, there, we'd have to all be in the theater for a week for him to fix it. A week, <laughs> like we all have to like just live there. There is no way it can be done. It won't be done. I do not plan to see it. I will be. I'm gonna wait for like if you review or if somebody else reviews it just to see what happens. But I won't give money, and I don't have. I don't have a real tug in my heart to see mm. any any of their characters. Like I literally, who who am I going to watch? Jake Skywalker, and uh, I I kind of liked. I'll I'll admit I did dig Phasma. Oh. I thought that was going to be somebody. Like I really was like, yeah, I like this chick, but this, yeah, she's gone. So there's nothing to look forward to in the next ones. It's going to be what I was, uh, 
<laughs> I was talking with Tina and I said, it's basically a Frankenstein. They're taking, they're trying to sew the monster together and reshoot and do all this and it's not going to be ready. So it's going to be even worse than they thought. I don't know why they even tried to rush it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's I sad. think, I think it was Jeremy at Geese and Gamers. I, I remember he, he made a suggestion that it should be a two-parter and I would agree with that. I think there's, as you've said, there's far too much to try and wrap up in one movie and we've heard rumors nothing confirmed but we heard rumors that we could be looking at a three-hour runtime which is incredibly long for a, a children's film as we keep getting told it is but yeah even in three hours I, I i think you're right i don't think they can tie it all up i don't think they can they can retcon the bits they need to retcon i do agree with jeremy i think it, it should have been a two-parter and right that would have at least bought them enough time over you know two two hour films two and a half hour films you know you've then got five hours essentially over two movies to try and wrap up what is a, a 40 year old story you know a nine movie story but what are you introducing new characters for we don't even mm. know the characters that you had before like finn he was a janitor and that's fine ain't nothing wrong with that but i don't even know your what, what are we doing with you I mean, he seemed like the comedic, he seemed like the human Jar Jar, not, he was, he was there for comic relief, yeah. I feel. I didn't like that. And I thought he was going to be more. And then you get Kylo with his emo, oh, uh, you know, my parents did this to me. Okay, grow up. You know, you're force sensitive. You're, you're badass. And then all you do is whine about what's what you don't have and have little tantrums. I, I didn't even understand that. I was like, that's not scary to, you know, bash things in. Who cares? Ugh. Yeah, there, there's so much wasted opportunity. I think that's the mm -hmm. the the real frustration. Uh, there was that hashtag again. Stephen Wayne put out that image of of the the original characters in the Millennium cockpit which mark hamill retweeted with hashtag missed oh, opportunity yeah. yeah and that that sums it up it was really just one big missed opportunity what you've just said there you know the 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 character of finn which i thought yeah. had so much potential i'll never forget seeing that original trailer for the force awakens and you see a stormtrooper in the desert with his helmet off and we'd never yeah. seen that before in any star wars movie there'd always been this kind of faceless you right. know, all white in, in their armor. And all of a sudden, we're seeing a stormtrooper his helmet off and then the potential that he might be turning to the good side. And I thought, wow, this is this is incredible. And then he was just turned into, as you say, comic relief in The Last Jedi. And that was such a shame. Uh, Captain Phasma, you're right. Captain Phasma had so much potential. What an, mm -hmm. an amazing, visually, the, the, her armor, you know, this kind yeah. of chrome armor. She's she, Gwendolyn Christie, fantastic actress. We've seen what she can do in Game of Thrones. You yes. know, she's this giant of a woman. And I thought, again, what a great opportunity to make something of a character. Instead, they just have her beaten down twice and then killed off. And I think she got a sum total of, can you believe this, less than five minutes across both movies, less than five <gasps> minutes screen time. I mean, that I is didn't... Yeah. That is terrible. And, and, they made a lot of um, they made a lot of actors, and I don't mean made them like they're going to be stars forever. But these people were going to use this as a launching pad mm. to a career. Is it really going to help them? And God bless her, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. You know, with the whole debacle with uh, Game of Thrones, where where are you going to go now? I mean, it's just like I think the only person that's going to survive this. Uh, Star Wars uh, by Disney is going to be Adam Driver. That's it. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do career-wise after Star Wars. But I do think certainly the likes of John Boyega. I think there's there's a deep-rooted disappointment for mm -hmm. maybe how it's panned out with the characters because I do think there was a real waste of a character. Uh, particularly mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi. I think there was potential there in The Force Awakens, but we, we just didn't get to see it. But And you can say that right. for a lot of them. And uh, even Ray, even if we take the main character, the central character, Ray. Now, again, I was on board with Ray in The Force Awakens. I uh, was too. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wanted to see in The Last Jedi, I wanted to see her face adversity as mm-hmm. Luke did in Empire. I wanted to see her struggle. I wanted to see her overcome that struggle. I wanted to see her face defeat and then come back against that defeat. You know, these are the things we want our heroes to to go through because exactly. otherwise they, they don't feel like real people. And Ray's right. never been through that. And I just, again, we've seen in the, in the, the footage from the trailer of The Rise of Skywalker, we see Ray dueling <laughs> with uh, Kylo, but there's no peril there. There's no, you know, what she's beaten Kylo twice. <laughs> exactly. So really, where where are you going with that? And the fact, I've never, this has never added up to me. She's scavenging for space money to buy her little wafer cookies to eat or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's doing that and she's struggling. She's like repelling down these old uh, ships and she's out in the desert. She's having to deal with these, these uh, people, these dealers and these, you know, there there's adversity. She's, you know, kind of in the struggle. But then five minutes later, she's in the red throne room, or whatever, just smiting people left and right. And I'm like, OK, you could barely buy some wafers the other day and now you're over here. So why didn't you just pull that out before and basically been the queen of Jakku? That's what I would have done. I just never understood how you went from you're this and then you're going to come over here and you're just ruling the world all of a sudden. And that just oh, I was just like, stop it. This is stupid. And you and it, it makes her as a character look, she looks hollow. There's nothing for me to root for because she's already got it all. So, okay. So, yeah. I, I mean, I mean dare, dare we use the phrase Mary Sue? We're now told we can't use this phrase. But you I'll... can use it if you want to. I think that's hilarious that they're going to say, okay, we're going to name a website that name, but you can't use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you use the word Mary Sue, you, you're now a, a sexist, misogynist, woman hater. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, I hate those no, women. I, <laughs> oh, it, it's ridiculous. Look, I, I think use it where, it where it fits. And unfortunately for the character, Ray, it absolutely fits. And It does. What you've said is, is, is so right. You know, on in The Force Awakens, we got quite close to seeing a character who, you're right, has, you know, has a tough upbringing and yeah. you know as a scavenger and one of the scenes and i always pinpoint this where I, where I actually felt a bit of a connection with ray it's where she sat there i think she's she's eating the food that she's just earned oh yeah and she puts the uh, she puts the helmet on the, the old uh x-wing pilot yeah. helmet and she's just sat there on her own staring out to the desert and at that point i thought oh wow you know she she is quite lonely and she's you know she's got it tough but from that point onwards apart from a flashback scene where we see her pulled away, you know pulled away from her parents we don't right. see anything we don't see any struggle now from my point of view as as, some, as a writer I've, I've i've written several books what i would cool. love to have seen in the last jedi is ray thrown into a situation where she's out of her depth so she's having mm-hmm. to train as a jedi but it's it's too much too soon because it would have been you're right she, yes. she was a, she was a scavenger on a, a on a desert planet and the next thing she's on the the jedi temple island of actu and she's being taught in in the way of the jedi and it's it's just too much too soon so go with that and show us someone who's out of the depth and struggling and really wants to get there but it's all happening too quickly i think we could all relate to that if we saw that, but instead she puts Luke on his arse and then she goes and, <laughs> and, and, and slays uh, the uh, Snoke's guard in, 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 yes. in the throne room. So yeah, we just, we just didn't get it. But Yeah. And it's, and it's gone now to me. You can't really, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's out, it's done. And I don't know how there's not a way to really fix it. So in my mind it's lost to me in this disney incarnation it's it's uh, it's for whoever likes it now and i won't like if someone said i liked it i wouldn't fight with them i'd just be like well yeah okay that's cool you know and maybe try to introduce them to star wars in its entirety because i really think some of the people now watching the disney star wars they have only seen that so it's just a movie 
They don't even know. Yeah. I've heard someone think that Han Solo, like his name was all one thing. And it sounds like they're saying Hans Solo. And I'm like, no, no, it, there's, it's two things. There's one last topic I want to okay. cover with you before sure. we dive into the man baby challenge. And I hope you're ready okay. for it. But uh, I want to ask you about something that I see all the time on Twitter. And I'm sure you have too. And it's Raylo. What do you oh, make of this whole Raylo thing? That's it's <sighs> okay. I say, just say no to Raylo. I don't understand <laughs> why that's even a thing. It's not possible. They, if this is even going to happen, as far as um, they find out their cousins or maybe siblings or something to that effect, I've never understood the, the, the love aspect or where someone saw that we want to be a couple in what they've shown us. Because I don't think it doesn't even make sense. Like there's no that to me, there's not a connection of, hey, you're a good guy and I'm a good girl. Let's be friends. And, you know, or I'm a bad boy and I'm a good girl and I want to try to change you. I don't even see that. I think they're two of the most awkward people that they would to me, Ray and Finn would be a better couple. Uh, yeah, right. Ray, Ray Finn, <laughs> that's what I'll call them. <laughs> they would be a better couple than uh, this Raylo. And then I think it takes on a very tawdry thing with the fan art that I've seen. Oh, I, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want yeah. that. That's ugh. it's no. So I, yeah, I say no to it. I don't get it. Um, gross. When I release this uh, podcast <laughs> and uh, I put it out on yeah. Twitter, I'm going to use the hashtag, just say no to Raylo. We have reached the point in the show okay. where you're about to meet the master director himself, Ruin the Man okay. Baby. Are you ready to face I, the Man Baby I'm Challenge? I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I, can, I can do this. It's time for the Man Baby Challenge. So, Stephanie B, this is our Ruin Johnson here. I'm so glad to talk to you, to have one of the female man babies on my show. So, you're mm. about to face the man baby challenge now. Let me explain the rules so you are fully aware of what you're getting yourself into. So, this is a topical <laughs> quiz about The Last Jedi. Now, I know you've watched my movie multiple times. Isn't that right, Stephanie? <laughs> No, I only saw it once, sir. <laughs> well, I'm not very happy about that. I'll be complaining to Kathy. But uh, the point of this uh, quiz is to, to establish whether you are a man baby or mm -hmm. a shill. Now, I'm oh. going to ask you 10 questions about The Last Jedi. And the whole point is that, I guess, from your fandom menace perspective, you will want to get them all wrong to prove that you are a man baby and that you know nothing about The Last Jedi. If you get some questions right, you may be erring on the side of the shills. Now, I must say, so far, most of the guests on my podcast have been closer to being a shill than a man baby. So this is your chance, Stephanie. Okay. So that okay. you need to get these questions wrong, if possible. So... First question, and they're not easy. I must, uh, I must point that out. So the first question for you, question one: How much screen time does Snoke have? And it's multiple choice. Okay. Is it a five minutes thirty seconds, or b ten minutes thirty seconds? So you need to think of the right answer, and then give me the opposite answer. Okay. B. You're going for B is the wrong answer. You are clearly a well-versed man-baby. Well yes. done, Stephanie. You are 10% man-baby. Okay, moving Yay. on to question two. Complete this Jake Skywalker quote. I only know one truth. And is it A, it's time for the Jedi to end, or is it B, it's time for the Jedi to die? 
So we want the wrong uh, answer if you know it. Die. I mean, B for die. Yes. B for die <laughs> is the wrong answer. You are 20% man, baby. You <laughs> clearly don't know a Yay. thing about my movie, which I'm uh, not very happy about. Anyway, uh, question number three. <laughs> which character did Billy Lord play? Was it A, Commander Lennox? Or was it B, Lieutenant Connix? Uh, I don't know that name, but I'm going to say B. I'm going to go with a B. You're going Connick. for B. Is Lieutenant right? Connix is the right answer, unfortunately. <gasps> so, oh, no. I just guessed. That's one tally in the, <laughs> the shill tick box. Not to worry. Oh. You're, you're still 20% man, baby. Okay, so we move okay. on. Question okay. four. What is the current IMDb rating for <laughs> The Last Jedi? Now, Ruin will be listening for you uh, tapping away on the keyboard and Googling this, so I don't want you to cheat, Stephanie. So I mean, is, it, uh, is it A, 7.6, or is it B, 7.1? And of course, it should be a maximum 10, but never mind. I'm going to go with A. You're going with A. It's yes. the wrong answer. Yes. Well done. You Now, three out of four, you're doing very well. You're representing the fandom menace maybe better than any other guest we've had. Woo. Okay, moving on. Question five. <laughs> now, this was one of my favorite scenes, so much so that I had uh, Carrie uh, shoot this scene endlessly, in fact. Which hand okay. does Leia slap Poe with? Is it A... Her left hand, or is it B, her right hand? Can I add one? C, her pimp hand? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> it's B. <laughs> you going with B? It's yes. correct. Oh, dear. Oh, God. <laughs> You've got it right. So that's two in the shill column. You're, you're oh, still... I'm, I'm sweating bullets now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you don't want to end up a shill. With uh, no. Steel Saunders and the like. Anyway, no. we'll, we'll move on. Question six. What did The Last Jedi make on opening weekend? Okay. This is a monetary question. Is it A, 220 million? And I've, uh, I've even though I am a, an English version of Ruin Johnson, I have put in dollars for you. So I hope you appreciate that, Stephanie. So okay. is it A? I do. $220 million, or is it B, $440 million? I'm going to go with B. B. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh my gosh, I got it wrong. All right. You oh, got God, it right. wrong. Well yes, done. Yes, yes. You're, you're 40% man, baby. You're doing okay. Woo. Okay, Woo. question seven. This is rough. What was the first thing Ryan Johnson wrote? So when I, when I was writing the movie, what was the first thing I wrote? Was it A, the Ray meeting Luke scene, or was it B, okay. the opening crawl? I'm going to say A. You're saying A is yes. wrong. Well done. Yes. <laughs> You're 50% man baby. You just need one more to guarantee uh, being more man baby than shill. Okay, question yep. eight. And sticking with the opening crawl, what was the first line of the opening crawl? Was okay. it A, the first order reigns, or was it B, the resistance has been exposed? I'm going to go with B, the exposure. You're stressing me out, Ruin. B <laughs> is the wrong answer. Well done. You're six, six in the bag for the fandom menace. You're indeed a true, a true man, baby. Okay, let's uh, let's see how so you can happy. finish it off. Question okay. nine. Which word in the opening crawl did Ryan Johnson say he was most proud of. Was okay. it A, decimated, or was it B, merciless? I'm going to go with 
Be merciless. Going with B is the wrong answer again. You're doing <laughs> such a good job. I'm so happy. I don't uh, like your movie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you certainly didn't pay any attention to my movie. I did it. I'm thoroughly offended. Okay, <laughs> question 10. And the last one. And so far, okay. you are 70% man, baby. This is by far the best performance we've had so far. Thank you. Can you finish it off in style? Question 10. What was Finn's first words after waking from his coma? Was it A, oh. where am I? Or is it B, where's Ray? Uh, I'm going to go with A, where am I? You're going with A. Yes. And it's the wrong right. answer. You've <laughs> done it. You're 80% man baby. You are officially a true man baby. You can never be considered chill. And uh, yeah. well, I hope you're proud of yourself. And I, I do, am. I, I am so proud. Uh, purchasing my movie on Blu-ray and uh, no. watching it several more times, if you don't mind. No, thank you. <laughs> And now, it's time for the Star Wars interview. We are now right at the end of the show, and there's just one okay. last thing to do. Yes, and it's a, it's a thing called the Star Wars interview. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there was a show called The Actors Studio with uh, yes, James Lipton. Yes. You know it? Ah. Oh, gosh, yes. I Okay, go ahead. It's <laughs> my version, show. my version of the James Lipton interview. So. Okay. Obviously, all Star Wars related. Um, okay. So, are you ready for your Star Wars interview? Yes. Okay. Stephanie B, who is your favorite character? Let's see. Let's see. I've got to give a thoughtful answer. My favorite character would be Darth Vader. And who Thank is you. your least favorite character? Oh, least favorite character. Ooh, does she count? Rose Tico. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite scene in all of Star Wars? My favorite scene is of Luke on Tatooine. And mm. he's about to go on his life's journey adventure. I guess it'd be his walkabout. His... Just his whole, when you grow up and you leave home and he's just looking out and he's looking at the suns and it's just a beautiful shot because you can feel his, I, I guess, hopeful regret. He's hopeful for this new future, but he's regretful to leave and it just speaks to me. And I, that's one of, that's my favorite scene of, mm. of any of the movies, period. And what is your least favorite scene? My least favorite scene. I still don't understand what that broom kid was. I don't <laughs> understand what that was. And I don't know who he was. And why did the movie end with him? Of all things, it, why am I interested in the little boy? I, that never clicked me and i guess it's because the movie didn't mean anything to me mm -hmm. once luke tossed his saber i was thinking i think i might have checked out i was there physically but my <laughs> mind was like what is going on so that scene and i don't even know what that was was that the end it, it was uh, right at the end okay. yeah that's, <laughs> okay that's, okay that, that's how Ruin <laughs> wrapped up his movie with some uh, bizarre awesome. broom boy scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What is your favorite weapon, ship, or vehicle? You can pick mm. any of those. I love. I love uh, Chewie's bow. Oh yes. Yeah, that is that. That's an artful weapon. I just love it. <laughs> is that? I mean silly i mean coming no 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 I, I i i try not to um as james lipton would i try not to interject too much but i i totally agree with you i love the bowcaster the chewy bowcaster so yeah that's a great answer um okay what is your, <laughs> what is your least favorite weapon ship or vehicle oh gosh 
Can those little Roger Roger droids be <laughs> a weapon? I don't like those. No, that's fine. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one. What is okay. your favorite movie? Empire. And I think I know your answer to the next one. What is your least favorite movie? Uh, TLJ. TLJ. Cannot even bring yourself to. I can't even say it. I'll say it. I'll say it for you. The Last Jedi. (laughs) That stole a little piece of my soul. Which Star Wars quote, phrase, or noise do you like best? Oh, my my favorite quote is, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. We use that in my family all the time. And people, like my mother has no idea what Star Wars is about or anything, but she'll even say it. And when I didn't go back to see TLJ with her. She wanted to go see it for some reason. I was like, Mom, I don't want to go. And she goes, But you like the Star Trek Wars. You love it. <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> gotcha, Mom. No, I don't think I'll be going to see the Star Trek Wars. Last few. So, what Star Wars profession would you like to attempt? I want to work in that bar, <laughs> the cantina. Uh, yeah, the cantina. Why not? Can you imagine the things that you would find when you're cleaning up at night at that bar? And another thing, if you kept if you kept your eyes open, you might learn some stuff and you might be able to like, you know, be I don't know, be like the secret, well be like Various from Game of Thrones, you know, the the spider, right. you know, you know yeah. all the good stuff. I don't know. I always thought that was a fun scene. I always liked that. So, yeah. I thought that would be kind of cool. Okay, last couple. What Star Wars profession would you not like to do? Uh, work at that casino oh. or whatever the heck that was. What was that? That was the stupidest thing they've ever done. Okay, the last question. <laughs> okay. If Force Heaven exists, what would you like oh. to hear Obi-Wan say when you become a Force ghost? Oh, let's see. Oh, that's a sweet thought. Yeah. What would I want Obi-Wan to say? As you make your way into the Etherworld with the blue glow Uh, around you. Yes. And Obi's there to to greet you. I think I'd like him to say, say? I think I'd like him to say, welcome, young Padwan. And like, give me a big hug and, you know, I get the energy and then I can glow and. I just, you know, get my little robes and, you know, that. I don't beautiful. know. <laughs> it's a beautiful image. <laughs> I'm very corny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, Stephanie, that, it, that was yes. your Star Wars interview. And I, I absolutely love that. It was so much fun. Thank you for. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. For. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, no, look, it's been so much fun. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, you've given us some great insights into yourself and your background. I love the, the James Earl Jones story. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been so good. And uh, thank you for, again. You're but welcome. Before we go, I want to make sure you, you know, tell everyone where they can find you. And obviously Twitter. And if you're not following Stephanie on Twitter... What are you doing? You need to go follow Yogi by the Fly or Stephanie Kenobi. Is there anywhere else? Is Twitter your main kind of platform? Is there anywhere, anything else you'd like um, to plug? I don't really. I have a channel, but it's not. I know this is going to. I don't know if you know Entertainment Hacker, but he hates when I say that oh. I have a channel, but it's not a real channel. Okay. It's basically I made it because somebody was just tearing me apart thinking that I was a bot and I was like no I'm a real person and here you go so I made these little snippet videos it's on YouTube I don't even know you can't find it because I don't really have a channel name it's like Stephanie B and it's just silly things but yeah mainly Twitter and if you see me in a comment holler you know if you see me in a live stream say hey and I'll say hey we can talk back and forth because I love that 
<laughs> and of course they will they will see you i mean everyone knows geeks and gamers and they, they will of course see you as you know um either moderating there or part of the social yeah. media team there um, yeah look you should definitely start doing some youtube videos because you've got such a great personality it, it, honestly Aww. it's su such good fun talking to you and I, i've known from just you know following you on twitter and interacting on twitter that you that you're really good fun but yeah, even more so speaking to you. Oh, so thanks. definitely, if you ever feel the inclination or the time to do it, you know, I, I would love to see some uh, some more YouTube stuff from you. Well, Stephanie, I... look, thank you, thank you again. This has been You're so welcome. much fun, and uh, I, I would love time. to. I'd love to do it again sometime in the future. Maybe after after the uh, the episode nine comes out, and I know you've not got any plans oh, to watch it in the cinema, but yeah. maybe at some point you will catch up with it, and we can get your thoughts. Or if not that, okay. there's lots of other things in the pipeline um yeah but yeah we'll definitely have to get you back on and well done for setting the bar so high with the man baby challenge you are the current yes. reigning champion at 80 percent well done on that yes and i will keep it that way i don't we think anyone see. can beat me Whoa. <laughs>